Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Fandom Report. I'm here with the lovely Jensen Venger, aka Jensen, from TikTok. And thank you so, so much for joining us on this episode today. I'm really excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat all things nerdy. Uh, I'm super excited. <laughs> no, literally, um, when when I was like, you know, kind of planning out who I wanted to invite onto the show, I was like, I got to get her on at least once for <laughs> Hawkeye because I know, oh, and, and we'll talk it. about this too, like, I know just how much you love Kate Bishop and like the Hawkeye it's comics so and everything. So I was like, I need to get her perspective on everything that's happened. And it just worked out perfectly that you're here to kind of, you know, talk to us about the entire show, not just the last two episodes, but like the, yes. kind of the whole show in general. So yeah, super Definitely. jazzed. Definitely, I'm super excited. So for those of you watching slash listening, um, major spoilers for Hawkeye if you haven't seen it. And I'll just throw in a potential spoiler alert for Spider-Man No Way Home, just in case that comes into conversation. It might, just covering our bases. But yeah, definitely don't watch or listen if you're not caught up. Let's just say on all of phase four so far of Marvel. <laughs> so tell me, I guess kind of where to start is when they first announced that they were going to do the um the Hawkeye series on Disney plus like what were your what was your reaction what like kind of worries did you have if any like can you just talk to us a little bit like your initial like um feelings going into the show yeah absolutely I mean I've definitely been one who has been defending Hawkeye for years I feel like in the MCU because I was a comic book fan um I feel like at some point your love of a comic character does influence your love when they start coming into films, even if they aren't necessarily represented in the way that you would have chosen for them to be represented. Obviously Clint has been controversial to say the mm -hmm. least over the past 11 years now that we've been doing the MCU. Um, but it was always something that I was like, no, but like, guys, come on, I promise he's so much cooler. Like. Um, so especially when Endgame came out and he was kind of presented to be the one, the the survivor through uh, him and Black Widow, uh, mm -hmm. it was obviously fans were not thrilled. Yeah. Um, and I was in my, <laughs> it's like, way to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was controversial to say the least. Yes. And as someone who loves both Black Widow and Hawkeye, it was really hard to be like, I know how annoying this probably sounds. But at that point, we had known that the Hawkeye show was coming out. So I'm like, mm -hmm. they've got to like redeem him. Like this has got to be like, we're going to get good Clint. And I was so excited for that because I genuinely believed that Natasha's story had wrapped up in the MCU. Or at least the MCU shouldn't touch it any further, given what <laughs> they had presented to us in the past. So once Hawkeye was coming out, I was really like on that train of defending him and being like, no, I promise you guys. So um, I think that was my biggest fear, at least, was that people weren't going to give him the chance to for that story to be told. And obviously, I had hoped that there was going to be a lot of those influences from the Mark Fra the Matt Fraction run. Um, and it pretty much just delivered anything I could have asked for. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally hear what you're saying. Um... I was one of the people, although for, I feel for different reasons, but I was definitely one of the people who was like kind of annoyed that it was like Hawkeye instead of Black Widow. Um, and my reasonings were more just about like the justification as why they chose Hawkeye instead of Black Widow. Yeah, like, that and was given more like the past of the MCU, I completely understand why people yeah. were aggravated. Like the MCU had set it up for you to care more about Natasha. Yeah. 
which is like also like, like of course so then that way that scene is more impactful like you know sure. like nobody's really gonna cry at least back when Endgame came out like there weren't gonna be right. a lot of fans <laughs> crying over Clint dying um instead of Natasha and similarly I like the Matt Fraction comic was like the first comic book that I ever got like that um Hawkeye run was like the first one <laughs> and it was so good and that was like the Hawkeye that I had been waiting for and kind of expecting and still you know as yeah. Marvel continued just I'm like I'm still waiting like when mm -hmm. um when he first shows up in Thor like I was like okay I like this guy like you know when he's like you better call it because I'm, I'm starting to root for him like his whole like just attitude towards everything I was like I like this guy and then you know, he didn't really get a chance to shine in Avengers. Like he spends the majority of the movie brainwashed and then yeah, it, it sucked. Um, but definitely now that they have presented him and Kate Bishop, you know, in the Matt Fraction lens, I'm like, okay, so on board. Like I, I take back like all the bad things. I still, you know, <laughs> he's not the Hawkeye that I love in those other projects, but if this is who sure. he is moving forward, like 100%, I am behind him. Behind. Like yep. this is, this is comic Clint that we've been waiting for in the MCU. Yeah, absolutely. I have, I still haven't forgiven the MCU for the past 10 years and what they have done to Clint Barton. But yeah. they're on the right path now, and I'm happy. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's the MCU's redemption story. Exactly. Phase four for the MCU has been like, hmm, we're going to fix some stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, so I have to ask, too, because um, and I've seen you kind of posting things on Instagram and, and Twitter as well, like how I know some people were kind of like, what do you mean that Spider-Man like wasn't your favorite? project so far and, um, and what you said you're like you guys see who I have as like my, <laughs> my, my profile picture it's Kate Bishop and I'm like yeah that like makes sense so Kate like can you talk to us a little more about like your love for for Kate Bishop and like how that started and like how you feel she was presented in the show yeah absolutely so I got into Kate pretty late given the Hawkeye context um I got into her around last year because uh, all of those like developments and for like the Young Avengers were kind of like starting and you're like, mm -hmm. all right, well, I was like, I'm going to start reading this. It was something that had been on like my TBR for a really long time. So I was like, all right, we're just committing. And then it just went like whoop, down the rabbit hole. <laughs> um, it was kind of one of those things where like, it was like a group of us that had kind of started reading it. Like me and a couple of friends were going to uh, cosplay the Young Avengers and they were like, Jensen, you're Kate. Like there's like no question. And I was like, all right, well, I should probably like, read it uh and then once I did it was just kind of I call it like love at first read um I just I got addicted I went through Marvel Unlimited and basically just searched her name and went step by step down every single uh comic that she's appeared in and I just fell in love with her I think that her I keep saying that um I'm a huge Spider-Man fan I started um on TikTok uh very Spider-Man heavy it's kind of what got me to where I am now um so looking at Kate Bishop's uh, uh, origin story, it really reminds me a lot of Black Cats, weirdly. Okay. Um, and we see that kind of in uh, Young Avengers yeah. Presents Kate Bishop. They kind of did a Young Avengers Presents and went through each character and the Kate Bishop one like has like her uh, backstory. And I find that like with uh, in the comics, her dad is like a kind of a crime boss. And then she has um, trigger warning for sexual um, assault. Um, and she definitely just kind of went the other way of Black Cat. Um, and I just, I love that. Like she, her and her, like the privilege that she had growing up and just kind of how she took what happened and everything that has happened um, 
and applied that to being a superhero with no powers just made me fall in love with her. No, that, yeah, I mean, definitely. It's interesting what you just said, like her and Black Cat having like very similar origin stories, but going different paths. It kind of makes me think of that phrase, like two sides of like the same coin. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and it's also just thinking about, you know, like when you're presented, like, you know, with these obstacles and these hardships in life and like the decisions you make with them, it makes me think, you know, going back to the show, Eleanor, um, who's Kate Bishop's mom in the Mm -hmm. show, you know, when she was faced with these challenges, she, you know, she made some not so great decisions. And, you know, part of it is because, you know, we can't, how do you say no to somebody like Kingpin? Um, I don't know if you've ever watched Arrow on the CW, if you like have any. I haven't. I know Green Arrow from the comics, but not on the CW. Okay. Okay. Cause just, cause from like the get go, Eleanor just reminded me so much of Moira Queen, Oliver Queen's mom in the show. Mm -hmm. And it like had very, it was like just very similar, um, storylines that came out so that was just something that I found like very funny I guess like you know two right about an archer hero and their moms turn out to be part of like the whole evil underground crime ring or whatever <laughs> is this a trend what's going on here <laughs> I guess so I guess so but I mean just thinking about too um like that the decision that Kate has to make at the end, you know, with, you know, sending her mom to jail and like the whole, I feel like the whole show, like a huge theme for Kate was like, you know, yes, you know, you you see being a superhero as, you know, being fun and like adventurous, but at the end of the day, it's like, you do have to make a lot of hard calls. And I feel like that was like a great like moment for her that we see, like she actually fully accepts the reality of what it means to be, you know, a superhero. Yeah, absolutely. Because you see her talk about so much like the costumes and like how cool it is and trick arrows and all Mm -hmm. these cool things. But to actually have to see her like make those hard decisions. And I think that was something for Clint was that she saw him as such a as such a hero. And he's like, no, I don't think you understand. Like this job is terrible most of the time. Like Mm -hmm. it's the the balance is not there. (laughs) It's like 90 10. (laughs) Um, so to be able for her to kind of accomplish that in what felt like such a short amount of time Mm -hmm. is crazy. Cause when you think about the show, I mean, it happens over a span of like three, four days. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot to be thrown on her in just a few days, but she is so quick to adapt and make those right decisions. It was crazy cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I've appreciate how Marvel was able to because like you said it only took place in like less than a week how they were able to like you know develop these two characters and their relationship and have them grow in such different ways and it doesn't feel rushed at all like yeah it's so funny to me how we had like 10 years with Clint and Nat and I believe uh, now having seen Hawkeye and Black Widow I believe their friendship a lot more but they've given us a six episode series and I believe Kate and Clint's friendship so instantly yes yes I mean even um looking at Kate and Yelena like half the yeah. time they're like fighting and I'm like I I feel like these two have such a stronger friendship than anything we ever saw on screen for Natasha and Clint in the last 10 years or so exactly I'm like how did you guys have all this time you can do it where did what happened what happened (laughs) no it's so true and I feel like that's something you know kind of in general for like Marvel phase four like they're getting a lot better at like you know telling stories you know like developing characters in a quicker way that's still believable and I know part of that has to do with like 
the whole television setup that they're like embracing now yeah. as opposed to just movies over the course of you know we used to get like three new stories every year now it's like you know practically a new story once a week which is like still insane to me <laughs> this year in general for marvel i've just been like whew, i need a breather yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean a little break. more but also <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes no our time it drops at you know 3 a.m so yes. Kind yeah. of great not to have to stay up till 3 a.m., but also give me more. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like, and I think in terms of, like, you know, giving us more, I feel like a Hawkeye season two, like, I feel like, come on, Marvel. I feel like it's so, it's so obvious. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't know what your feelings are about the Loki series. Um, Were you like, kind of, did you like it? Did you not like it? I, I won't say that I disliked it by like mm-hmm. any means. Um, I don't think that there has been a project this year that I didn't like. Okay. Um, I don't I don't think there's been an MCU project in general that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely think it's probably the weakest. Yes. Of the at least the live action material that we've gotten so far in mm-hmm. Phase Four. Um, obviously with the Loki representation just completely being butchered. Um, yeah given gender fluidity and uh, by representation, but also just in general, um, I've actually thought pretty much up until Hawkeye that the series finales for me have been very weak. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's kind of my feelings on Loki. It kind of just kind of ties yeah. into that was I was like, oh, season finale. Okay, cool. That yeah. ended. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because the thing that kind of surprised me about Loki was the fact that like immediately they were like, Loki season two. And I'm yeah, like, absolutely. Okay. I feel like this is definitely more of a like, we still want to use the TVA to tell more of a story rather than like the fans really like this and let's give them more of yeah. it. Yeah. It's it felt more like a Loki will return moment or mm-hmm. a TVA will return. Yeah. Sylvie will return, whatever it was, which is I think mm-hmm. what's so funny to me about everybody freaking out about the post-credit scene for Hawkeye. Yeah. Because that's like the least of my problems. <laughs> I was waiting for like the Hawkeyes will return. Like yes. something. Yeah, but no, they give us nothing, which I like have a love hate relationship with. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I've been wanting more of Rogers the musical. I mean, That's what I'm saying, I'm like, they gave <laughs> us exactly what, they, what yeah. we wanted. We've been and I love asking how they for presented it. it too. They were like, from us to you, yes. you can like, have happy this. holidays. And I was like, yes, I appreciate it, Marvel. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you listen. Yes. No, it's so true. And I feel like also like kind of going what we were just saying, like, you know, it's been a lot of Marvel this year. Like I'm by no means complaining, but I feel like not giving us like a real quote unquote after credit scene is not bad because then it gives us time to like process everything and like just kind of, you know, let go of the tension, you know, and there's still so much, like even with just like the multiverse of madness, there's still so much to discuss. And it's not like in Hawkeye, there weren't things that were being built up to. Like, I, yes. I almost feel like it didn't need it because mm-hmm. we did get the introduction of Kingpin. We did get Kate Bishop, who is clearly going to lead into the Young Avengers because yep. that's being set up. Like, Echo series is going yep. to be happening. Like, I felt like we may not have gotten a post credit scene, but it's not like there's nothing we're leading up to. They just didn't spoon feed it to us, which I really appreciate. I found that yeah. in phase four, Marvel was really good. Of, I feel like about not talking down to its audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just appreciated that pretty much all year. I think it's been fantastic. No, it's been really good. And like, you know, just kind of with the finale, I agree, like overall the finales haven't been 
there, there's definitely episodes like I, I know a lot of people are saying like oh episode three is kind of like considered to be like the best episode I think mm-hmm. um, in like all the series and I feel like with Hawkeye it its finale was so strong like it tied up all the stories that it, like it needed to tie up it left enough questions like with the kingpin's like off-screen you know death which I don't believe he died at all absolutely not (laughs) no no I mean okay so here's the thing you're gonna get Vincent D'Onofrio to come back and play kingpin and you're gonna kill him after he has like one actual episode and you're gonna do it off-screen yeah let alone no way home like please don't even no (laughs) it's also I think so funny because you do see a lot of there are MCU fans who have seen Daredevil and MCU yes. fans who have not seen Daredevil. Yes. And I think MCU fans who have seen Daredevil know this man is like invincible. Yes. But it's so yes. funny to kind of watch these fans who haven't seen Daredevil. I'm like, you saw this man get blown up, hit by a car, <laughs> shot with an arrow. No, he's not dead. <laughs> I know. Literally, like, I feel like from the the first moment that Kate like fires the first arrow and it hits him and he just kind of like, like, yeah, whatever. Like, I feel like that was the moment that Marvel was like, just so you know he's not act, he's not gonna die they really were like we're gonna do everything to this guy so that you know yeah. like don't worry about it don't even worry about it <laughs> he's fine he's fine and I mean like so for those fans who like haven't seen Daredevil and don't know like it's canon in the Netflix series and I don't I'm not actually 100% sure if it's canon in the comics but I know in the Netflix series which Vincent D'Onofrio was also in his suits were um were made of like bulletproof material like he oh yeah yeah so, and that's like a whole like plot point in like the first season. And like, it's also played into in like season three with like that final fight scene that he like, give, you've seen, you've seen it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure um, that in that like final fight scene between, you know, Kingpin, Bullseye and, and Daredevil that he gives his bulletproof jacket to Vanessa so that she stays safe. So yeah. I'm like, if they're like, you know, picking and choosing or like just completely like accepting the Netflix series, we'll, we still have to see which one it is. Um, yeah then it's like, he's fine, guys. Come on. That's, I think, the thing that's so funny right now in the MCU is you do have this multiverse and you do have, you have the bringing in Evan Peters as Quicksilver for him to be a boner joke, but then you also have a genuine bringing in Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, what's real? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. what should I get excited about? Because, like, mm-hmm. if, you, if I was just going based off of Quicksilver, because I was I was somebody who was very, very disappointed by I that. I was so pissed off about it. <laughs> um, I was so angry. Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone's like, oh, Kingpin. I'm like, but what are they going to do to Kingpin? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm so thrilled with what they did, but they've truly given, like, I'm almost grateful for it. I wish it wouldn't have been Quicksilver, but I'm also grateful for this, like, uncertainty like I have no idea what's real what's not I don't know what they're gonna do which is part of that like okay well what are they keeping from the Netflix series and what are they not keeping from the Netflix series yeah like are they gonna bring them in because they like the casting but also do completely their own thing with them Mm -hmm. (laughs) who knows I know I know I mean like from Charlie's performance and No Way Home, you know, there's not really a lot that you can tell. Right. From that scene, like what their plans are for. It was Matt so Murdoch. weird to see him in broad daylight. I know. That was I the know. weirdest <laughs> thing for me. I was like, <laughs> with like bright lighting, it wasn't like the dark, gloomy and lighting of smiling? Netflix. I was like, who is this? <laughs> I know. I mean, like, 
so I don't know how it was in your theater. Like my theater is like usually very quiet um, when I go see these uh, the Marvel movies. But like as soon as like he slammed like the, the his walking stick like into frame, I immediately knew, and I was like, ah! <laughs> like I let yeah, little... pretty much. I saw it Thursday night at mm-hmm. I live in Orlando, so our movie theater is Disney Springs. Okay, which means nice. we had a lot of cosplayers, lots of very excited people. Oh, so um, fun. so it was. It was very, very, it was a really good energy, but I was still the first one to freak out <laughs> because like some people like, you know, it's the cane, but they're also like not willing to shout yet just in yeah. case. Just in I'm case. not that person. No. <laughs> um, I freaked. I was like, there's no way. It can't be but anyone yeah. else like at yeah. all. <laughs> if it was anybody else, it would have, I don't even know. But I was actually, I was making the joke to my boyfriend that mm-hmm. I, even like Endgame, I handled everything very quietly. Mm-hmm. Like I just kind of sat and I like sunk it all in, and like I just kind of like cried my own piece. Like I definitely like had my moments where I was like, like, yeah. but I was very quiet. So like I went into No Way Home thinking like I was gonna react the same way. Nope, nope. Had no voice the next morning. I was like, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> but I guess you know you make it Spider Man, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean when they said that you know, Spider-Man No Way Home was going to be like the end game of the Spider-Man movies. I was like, okay, it, oh, all right. But then watching it, I was like, nope, guys, they, they were right. I totally get it now. Yeah. Well, especially I'm somebody who was pretty skeptical of MCU Spider-Man up till No Way Home. Okay. Um, it wasn't anything I ever like disliked, but I definitely had my concerns. Um, <laughs> but so like everyone's like, yeah, it's going to be the M- end game of MCU Peter. I'm like, okay, but like, am I going to care? Mm-hmm. Like, is this going to be something that I feel like will be enough to, uh, yeah, I was an idiot. It was plenty. <laughs> it was more than enough. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> it was very good. I will say I didn't think so yes and no so the last scene in no way home where he's like you know he's swinging through and he like passes right over rockefeller center at christmas time and i was like okay this is very interesting that they're choosing that particular location in this particular time of year like right when this movie's being sandwiched between episodes five and six of hawkeye i thought i was i was like okay i don't think I'd be very surprised if Spider-Man showed up in, in Hawkeye. Um, I did think that there was a chance that potentially Daredevil might show up like as an after credit yeah. scene or something to kind of like. That was my prediction. I thought it was going to be very, even if Spidey was in it, I thought it was going to be like, oh, he passes over and Kate's like, is that Spider-Man? And so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's like the most I thought it would be. The only thing that like threw me from it was I felt like No Way Home seemed very early in the Christmas season right because like Kate and Mm -hmm. like Clint seemed bundled up like snow was on the ground and like I felt like in No Way Home he's like walking around in a flannel so I'm like I don't know but then like that ending scene like where he goes to see MJ and Ned I'm like he seems like a little bit more bundled up now I don't really know what's going on there but so many people are like um did Spider-Man just like see this in New York and like not like interact and I'm like hi welcome to comics yeah that's yeah, what happens pretty much. like the like the Fantastic Four is fighting Galactus and like the Avengers are like what what's going on <laughs> nah we're good you got it <laughs> like, no, and I mean literally like I and even in the MCU like when you realize that like Eternals and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier take place like during the same week or something and it's like it, it just it's 
it makes sense, I guess, like, you know, production wise that you can't have, it, it's hard to get everybody like in the same projects together and you don't want like too much talent in, in one room. But at the same time, it's also just like, logically, it's like, okay, it's on fire. <laughs> We're right. not going to get involved. They're like, mm, you got this. <laughs> like, it's, it's fine. I don't know who you are, but you got it. You got um, it. I believe in I you. I feel like, yeah, like when you've read comics like we have, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, well, yeah, that's that's how it is. Logically, doesn't make sense. No, but that's that's what happened. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Unless they're like actually invited to the party, no one shows up. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> And, yeah and it's it's and I feel like that's one of the things that MC gets like a lot of flack for that it's like oh but how come so-and-so hasn't shown up to like help them like I know that was like a big thing for like Iron Man 3 that it was like right yeah. after the Avengers and they're like well how come none of the Avengers are showing up to help Iron Man aren't they a team now blah, blah blah and it's like yeah but you know it's kind of also like in real life everybody's got like their own problems going on too well, it's also like everything doesn't need to be a team up and I think that there are a lot of, at the end of the day, it was a, it's, it's an Iron Man movie. You know, do you really want another Captain America Civil War where, right? That's an Avengers movie. Yes, <laughs> no, it is. It's an it Avengers is. movie. Um, I think, you know, sometimes we get carried away having this benefit of having this connected universe of wanting so many people to show up where you don't get, you kind of get blinded by the fact that it's supposed to be about this one character. It's something that I love so much that they did with Shang-Chi um, was they were like, here's one, but that's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. If this yes. is about Sean, this is who it's about. And I um, mm -hmm. really appreciated that with Hawkeye as well. I felt like they balanced introducing people like Yelena and Kingpin very well. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because I had tweeted um, something saying like, let's remember that this is Hawkeye's finale, not Spider-Man's. Because I just found on Twitter, like, everything was about Spider-Man for Hawkeye. I'm like, let's, this is a Hawkeye show. Yeah. And somebody was like, somebody had responded to me about being like a gatekeeper for it. And I was like, I think just at the end of the day, we need to remember that, like, as cool as this connected universe is, it means nothing if we don't have fully fledged out characters to bring in. And I think that that's what's so important about having those solo movies and fully developing those characters is that once they are fully developed then you're even more excited to see them when they come into something else but you have to have those solo stories for that to matter no I totally agree I totally agree like and also first of all the fact that you're called a gatekeeper just for say stating the fact that it's like <laughs> this is the Hawkeye finale like okay I I always say that too because I'm like you clearly don't know that my entire brand my entire life has been Spider-Man <laughs> so like people are like are like I ranked uh Hawkeye above Spider-Man and they're like oh this is just because you hate Spider-Man I'm like win I'm like in my spider plushie I'm like I don't know who Spider-Man <laughs> who is that oh my gosh no yeah that oh god well I'm sorry that you had to deal with it. no it's fine it's at like... this point the internet is so funny to me because I'm like mm -hmm. cool <laughs> like cool thanks okay right. moving on <laughs> no but I, I yeah it's, it's what you were saying though about how they did a really good job because it's like okay yes Elena came in and she's somebody from a different technically from a different franchise in the MCU and then Kingpin came in which is like 
completely different like what we weren't even sure if like you know the daredevil show was going to be canon in the mcu right and you're right then that they found a way to place them in the show in a way that serviced hawkeye's story mm -hmm. rather than making it about them or absolutely. like absolutely yeah which was my biggest fear going into this last episode having daredevil be confirmed now like not just Kingpin, but also quite literally Daredevil, um, being confirmed in No Way Home, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, I like had this fear that it was gonna become about that and setting up Daredevil to be in the MCU, which as psyched as I am for, like there was this whole five episode story still. So I'm like, right. we really just, we don't have the time Mm -hmm. or like just, there was just no way I think in my mind for that to be to work in coexistence and that they really did find a way and I think that the reason Yelena worked so well is because she was fully fledged out in Black Widow I think yeah they call it Black Widow but it was like a Yelena Blue movie <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <I> stand by <laughs> that um but she was so fully fledged out in that movie and they took these little moments with Yelena in the Hawkeye show that was enough not to take away from who it was about but still really grow her character and really kind of close this huge arc for her yeah. um in such a beautiful way yeah because what you were just saying made me think about how they did you know continue to you know flesh her out but they did it in a way that while she's growing so is clint in a way and and mm -hmm. kate but right now just specifically thinking about clint like they're both grieving the loss yeah. of natasha and the way that they executed that scene where they kind of can both, you know, I feel like that last scene with them together, like they both kind of reach like the acceptance stage mm -hmm. of grief. Like they both, they, they're both going through this journey in like a very different way and from very different perspectives. You know, Clint is a lot about like survivor's guilt on top of losing his best friend where, you know, Yelena is coming from a point of, you know, like kind of almost like rage grief yeah just and anger. you know yeah. just anger that you know losing her sister and you know they both in a way I think like help each other come to terms with Natasha's death yeah I think that's why it worked so well is that mm -hmm. they made it they made them need each other to come to that closure yep. which involves Clint on both factors because mm -hmm. he needs to help Yelena but also needs Yelena to help him which keeps it about him Yep. Which is why it worked for the show and didn't take away from that, let alone the fact that we finally get some sort of circumstantial like closure for Nat with these two people who probably loved her more than anybody else did. Mm -hmm. um, I think the only person that they probably could have thrown into that trio was Steve Rogers, but even still kind of, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I only say that because we, I feel like we saw Steve and Nat interact more than we ever saw Clint and Nat um yeah. interact yeah um but you have these two people who like clearly were her two people like they were her people mm -hmm. um and to have that still be able to be focused on Hawkeye while still giving them that closure I think was like so well done it really was it's and it's also like it kind of like you were saying before like fixes like the previous misconceptions we might have had about like the Clint and Natasha relationship because it's true we really don't see them on screen together a lot like it's if anything like the Natasha friendship that we were presented with the most was with Steve 
Mm-hmm. So, you Which know, so wild to me. I know. So wild. I, know. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, I loved it, but yeah. also like wild. <laughs> no, I agree. Like kind of slightly off, off topic here, but like when I realized that originally Natasha's storyline was supposed to go to Sharon Carter in, in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, but instead they made it about Natasha. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, it, it just, <laughs> I guess this track. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I get it. Like, you know, you want to make it more about Avengers, I guess, but I don't know. I, I, I also, you know, really did love the, which the just makes that me they had. more mad about the, how dirty they did Natasha. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Cause that absolutely. wasn't even for her. <laughs> absolutely oh. absolutely uh, uh anyway going back to hot <laughs> um but yeah just you know establishing that because I know a lot of fans were like oh you know this is clearly like giving Natasha like a family you know her with Elaine and everything this is clearly just like Marvel trying to like retcon everything but then when they go back and have Clint say you know he knew who Elena was like he never had seen her personally but he knew her name and Natasha had spoken to him about her like all the time like it kind of fixes you know kind of the 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 missing pieces that we had before it made you believe that they were friends yes like there was that friendship um that Mm -hmm. we just didn't get to see unfortunately for 10 years yeah um so to have that kind of be confirmed like so easily (laughs) like that was like that's all you needed to do to make us believe it why didn't it happen so much earlier (laughs) I I don't know I honestly I think Matt Fraction um who is one of the consulting producers for the series for as he should be you know god bless (laughs) because it it, he really swooped in and and saved the day for for this character (laughs) He really did. I mean, and honestly, that's that's what puts, for me personally, Hawkeye above No Way Home mm-hmm. is that so clear comic connection and bringing in that comic element with the actual writer that may be controversial, but put Hawkeye on the map for modern audiences yeah. and readers um, just completely like blew my mind because it's something that we haven't seen Marvel do like there has not been something this close to a comic representation in the MCU until Hawkeye and it just blew me away I was so happy about it and it's funny that you say that too because of all the things that they you know they tried their very best to like make it you know comic accurate I find it very interesting that it was like also one of like the most grounded superheroes Mm -hmm. that they have like the most grounded avenger because it's like okay yeah natasha didn't have superpowers either but she was like you know this this like larger than life spy assassin like you know yeah but when you look when you look at clint in the comics especially the Matt fraction comics you know he's very down to earth you know he's like band-aid and bruised all the time and yeah you know he's he's really just there trying his best and that was something that was always missing from him in the mcu and you know the show just really drove it home like how much like especially like in the second episode where he's just like so done with everything and then he has to like go to the LARP event he's just yes. like so <laughs> over it and you know with you know in every episode he's like always cut and band you know has bandages on his face and everything like they really just made him feel real in a yeah. sense and I think it's something that the MCU needed in general 
because mm-hmm. everything has been something of national, of global, of cosmic proportions. And like these stakes were so incredibly high that to have this story centered around an Avenger who did handle things like cosmic beings now just in New York on the ground fighting the good fight is just, I think, so needed in the MCU because it does bring it back down to earth. It does bring it back down to being able to tell these like even newer stories now with Daredevil and She-Hulk and these ground level characters which personally are my favorite types of characters yeah and like even no way home bringing it back down to friendly neighborhood spider-man instead of this Mm -hmm. spider-man who's out in space fighting (laughs) whatever (laughs) yeah um i think marvel really needed this show to kind of bring us back down to that level to introduce these characters that are so incredibly popular and i think a lot of it for those reasons is because Mm -hmm. they feel real yeah yeah, no, I agree. And it it raises the question for me, like how they'll approach Young Avengers, like because it just having, you know, because Kate, obviously, she's very she's still very grounded. She hasn't really experienced any of the stuff that Clint has. Um, and depending on who they decide to bring in and at what point, like, are they going to shift from like a grounded level team to a more, you know, cosmic level thing? Are they going to just kind of keep it? very like I, I'm just curious to see like what the balance will be once we finally get Young Avengers. The Young Avengers specifically when you look at the lineup there are very few characters who are ground level like Kate just like Clint in the Avengers because mm-hmm. um, so far we have confirmed definitely America who yes. dimension hops right <laughs> not ground level um, Wiccan and Speed who are right definitely not that's very much chaos magic yes not even gonna mess with that um the only other one I can really think of that could somewhat be more ground level are gonna be Cassie Stature and mm-hmm. Elias Patriot but even Elias Patriot gets super soldier serum which right. essentially is a superpower mm-hmm. and Cassie also superpower yes. um so like you have like kind of that thing where yeah the Avengers are so cosmic but we look at the young Avengers as if they're more ground level I think because they're younger but also they're not <laughs> like yeah when you really look at the lineup they're dealing with smaller villains I think because they are <laughs> I, I don't want to say an unofficial team but even in the comics I mean they're barely official like the, yeah. the Avengers like barely <laughs> tolerate them they're like the junior varsity uh, team <laughs> Yeah, the only one who's really like, you go guys, is like Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only one who's like, yeah, who cares? They're kids, let them have it. Um, so it's really interesting that the one that we have the most developed out of all of them is the only grounded character on that team. Yeah. And that's, that could be until Multiverse of Madness, but we don't even know when we're seeing Billy and Tommy next. My hope is multiverse of madness. And I yeah. hope that they're going to get aged up to be on this team. Right. But aside from that, we've gotten nothing from Eli. We, we're not getting stature till uh, quantum mania. So you have this like huge team that you, you know, is getting set up. Like mm-hmm. it's happening. And the only one who is developed enough is Kate. Yeah. Who is the only grounded character. <laughs> but also leads the team in some iterations. 
so it's kind of crazy because you like can you ever like I, I always feel like it's kind of crazy to ever think of Clint leading the Avengers he right. leads the West Coast Avengers but like actually leading the Avengers is kind of like nuts to me like I'm mm-hmm. like that doesn't <laughs> happen what do you mean um so for them to be setting up Kate like this you're right like where where do you even where do you go yeah where yeah <laughs> I know <laughs> I know and I'm like I I highly doubt that they're going to put anyone else even if she is like the most grounded character that they're going to put anyone else besides her to like be like the leader of the young avengers just because they took the time Mm -hmm. to develop her introduce like fully flesh her out and like introduce her in this series and it makes me wonder like you know with her partnership with hawkeye and how he does you know his his perspective on the young avengers in the comics if he'll be like the unofficial mentor to all of them um yeah how yeah I how that'll like all definitely how he's at least written in like west coast avengers which mm-hmm. is i feel like kind of where they're more going with the young avengers team is going to be more west coast avengers type mm-hmm. um but i mean that's my hope especially because i mean obviously jeremy renner is not as young as he once was <laughs> like it's right. been 12 years since he yeah um and having the rest of these original six done i mean even we have bruce banner who's most likely passing on his mantle we have thor who's probably passing on his mantle Mm -hmm. um but to have a way for him to actually keep involved in the mcu would be great especially when we just got this fully developed version of him yeah it's like Marvel Please finally don't gives take us him away. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, okay. So we've heard your your concerns over the years. So here's comic accurate Clint, and that's all you're gonna get. Enjoy. And that's it. You're done. Yeah. That's what I'm so nervous about for She Hulk is that they're gonna give me like a Bruce Banner that I actually like, and they're gonna be like, mm-hmm. man, she's gone. I'm gonna be yeah. like, what? We just got him. What do you mean? Like, no, bring him back. <laughs> bring him back, please. <laughs> yeah it, this whole time. <laughs> and it that just goes back to what we've been saying about um you know phase four just kind of fixing all the issues we've had previously with the mcu they're really i feel like i don't know if it's that they got like fresh blood coming in or if they're like actually talking more to like comic book writers or whatever but it feels like they're taking like a much different approach to essentially approaching these characters, um, whether they're new or they've existed for a while, like they're, and I think part of that also has to do with the television format, that they have more hours in a shorter amount of time to like explore these characters. That's definitely part of it. But it just feels like just, it just feels so different than anything that we've really seen before in the MCU. Yeah. I, it might be a controversial take, but I genuinely feel like this is like the Marvel we've all been like building for, like waiting for. Like this is like the prime, it feels like the prime phase uh, because they, I think my theory at least is, is that they had all of the Infinity Saga to learn. Well, right. the problem is, is that they were trapped in this Infinity Saga that everything had to lead up to Endgame. So mm-hmm. anything that they learned, they weren't necessarily able to apply until they hit that reset button, which they did after Endgame. And now we're getting this, I mean, but like incredible material that we've gotten this year that has to be, I mean, I think every single movie that came out this year, aside from Black Widow, broke my top 10 in my MCU wow. rankings. 
Like, wow. I, I mean, uh, Shang Chi and um, No Way Home are both one and two for there movies. Like, yeah, it just this year just blew away content, blew away representation, and actually mm-hmm. like telling stories that I don't feel like were in the Marvel format. Um, right. And don't get me wrong, I definitely feel like we did get things that were very formatted things like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I felt felt very MCU. Um, yeah. But they've done so much to break out of it. And I think that they were finally able to apply everything that they had learned over the Infinity Saga. And it is paying off for sure. It's funny that you mentioned how the Falcon and the Winter Soldier felt more like previous MCU than the other projects, especially when you think about how that was actually the show that was supposed to come out first. But then when COVID happened, yeah. like the whole lineup got switched up. So it's very interesting that you mentioned that. It, and it makes me think again, like, okay, did something happen I feel like behind it was the scenes? Actually, Go ahead. I feel like it was made to transition us over. Okay, yeah. Like, I feel like it yeah. was made to be like, because it did kind of deteriorate off of it, but it still like was comfortable. It was in that comfy Marvel setting. yeah. Before they said us like WandaVision, which was like, <laughs> what is this? But instead, I loved how it turned out. They just threw us into there and we were like, we didn't know what was going on. <laughs> it's just like, like, what is happening? Like, happening? <laughs> it's like, hold on. I wait, felt I'm like so there confused. was supposed to be like this transition show. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like there was supposed to be this transition show, which I do feel like, again, like that kind of felt like very MCU y, but also started deteriorating. And then I felt like WandaVision was like very very different and then kind of fell back into the mcu um format at the end but still was giving us that transition was like okay this is really weird but we're gonna bring back the comfort a little bit until we throw you back into lucky but i i loved it it was great everything just felt so marvel this year like everything really just like i feel like they really like, I felt like, you know, we really thought that Infinity War and Endgame was like, this is it. This is what Marvel is. And they really right. just, like, flipped the narrative on us this year and was like, oh, but we can do so much more. Yeah. And I, I'm so happy. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, it's when you so think, incredible. when you think about how the year started with WandaVision and, like, this and the thing is, it's, it's like, it's so hard to compare WandaVision to anything else because it's just so unique with like how they do like the sitcom from like, you know, they, they take inspiration from like earlier decades, but then still have it be Marvel, but still have it be kind of this like family friendly, fr- family friendly story. But then also you have like the darker undertones and everything. And then they end the mm-hmm. year with Hawkeye, which essentially is just like, it's Christmas and we're just gonna, we're gonna mess some some sugar honey iced tea up. Um, That's, I think, the craziest thing is, yeah. Yeah. Is that, of all the things to end on. <laughs> like, yeah. because it, it doesn't, I don't necessarily think that this is the end of phase four. I keep, no. I keep having to remind myself that it, it doesn't go by year. Like, we have mm-hmm. never gotten this much Marvel content in a year. Like, yeah. so, like, it feels yeah. like, and, like, phase four is kind of like, ending because it's the end of the year but at the same time it's it's not like there's so much more to fit into phase four it's not just because it's the end of the year um but to like have something that is so grounded and so 
real after things like the Eternals. <laughs> and, yes. <laughs> um, even things like Shang-Chi, which completely introduced a different type of magic into the MCU. WandaVision, yeah. which definitely included a different type of magic into the MCU. Um, just was really like, how do I put this? It, it showed every layer to Marvel of what we're going to get. And I think that that's why it feels so much like the comic books right now is because that's how it's always been in comics yeah. is you have these like different levels of what's going on. I've made videos about it before where there's like, you have like the ground level heroes and then you have like the fantastic four who are celebrities. And then you have like the Avengers and the mutants and like there it's layers. Mm -hmm. And to now, instead of having like this one sheet, we do have like this entire book now. Um, there's yeah. so many more chapters to Marvel and to like not have just a white sheet of paper in front of us <laughs> just feels so surreal and so cool. And I'm just beyond excited. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be because absolutely phase four is not nowhere near close to being over yet. And the rest yeah. of it's definitely going to be a wild ride. I mean, if you think about it, like phase four goes all the way to quantum mania. There's still yeah. a bunch of movies from now until then, and not to mention the oh countless shows that we're still waiting for on Disney+. Plus. Like, just alone, what's been introduced this year, I, my brain's yeah. not ready. <laughs> like, like, we're going to need to start spreading things out, or I'm going to explode. Because yes. especially, <laughs> I mean, with the rumors of Multiverse of Madness, I mean, they're yeah. saying, like, it, it makes no way home look like nothing so like I was talking to my boyfriend about it like two days ago we were like we're expecting like Ben Affleck Daredevil <laughs> like all bets are off at this yes. point like everything yeah like is Jennifer Gardner Electra gonna be I, I mean that not, would be something but, that would certainly like, be something <laughs> but we are definitely like it's yeah, all bets are I keep wanting to say it, we're in the end game now but we're not this is the beginning this is like I keep saying it, but like truly, there's just there all bets are off. Like, yeah, it's good true. luck guessing because who knows? <laughs> and I feel like that's why it's so good that they ended this year with Hawkeye, with like you know the ground level because it it gives us time. And I said this before, but it gives us a chance to kind of like catch our breath and mm -hmm. not like because especially it depending whether or not we get another show on Disney plus between now and when multiverse of madness comes out. If, if that doesn't happen, then Hawkeye season episode six was the last thing that we are going to see before multiverse multiverse of madness comes out. And to go from like that ground level to like the insanity that this movie is going to be, I feel like Marvel knows what they're doing. You know, they have a, they, they always, they can Kevin Feige says, you know, we have a plan. We have a plan. And just the amount of time in between, I feel like is perfect for fans because it'll leave us with more anticipation, I feel like, yes. for, for this movie. And it Which also is why I love that there was no post-credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it only adds to, like, the, I'm like, you know, there's a reason. There's <laughs> a reason there was no post-credit scene. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, Kevin knows. Kevin knows. knows under his he... little hat. <laughs> his, little, his little, little secrets under there. <laughs> That's why he always wears a cap to keep the secrets in. <laughs> Just remind me of like Mean Girls. That's why yes, hat's always on. It's full of secrets. <laughs> secrets. Yes, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> 
I mean, but so I actually feel like the fact that there wasn't a post-credit scene says so much because I actually I'm I'm a firm believer that I I do think and I think they should have started this with No Way Home. Marvel is at a point of popularity where they don't need trailers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like so- so I don't know if you saw this but I posted a TikTok before the first Spider-Man No Way Home trailer came out and I was like with like the amount of interest and excitement for this movie you guys don't need a trailer but if you do play a trailer what would be fantastic is and then it's like the green like what it says like the rating or like this film is not yet rated Mm -hmm. thing but then it immediately goes into um Rick Astley's never gonna give you up yes (laughs) yeah period end of story (laughs) It's just that's it that's the trailer yeah like because it's like, no you're the tra- so right your trailer and then that's it I don't want to know mm-hmm. anything else because I do think yeah. as much as I did love no way home I mean was I surprised yeah not exactly really. <laughs> not really yeah. was I really happy yes was yes. I surprised no yeah. and I want to be surprised yeah <laughs> I yeah. want that <laughs> like I so I was talking to um Jess aka female Peter Parker about this like you're you're excited when you see you know Toby and Andrew and Charlie on screen but you're you're it's more like a relieved excited it's not like a surprise yeah. excited and it's like I exactly yeah. I want to be surprised when I when I see these things because and Marvel kind of has a history of doing this unfortunately where they'll reveal a, a character's cameo in the trailers like yeah, they did that. Like, I don't want to know it's like imagine how much more fun this could have been for know. all of us if we were totally taken by surprise by this literally having known like it, it almost makes me angry when I think about the fact that I could have gone into that movie really knowing nothing and imagining my reaction then yeah like it almost makes me angry <laughs> like <laughs> that was taken from us yeah. That like ability to have that reaction was stolen, <laughs> stolen away. <laughs> and like to like people are already theorizing. Like it's hard because I'm always like, yeah, fans should like theorize, but also shut <laughs> Don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's like theorize, like, but like let's exactly let's like not spread leaks. How about that? Like we can theorize, but let's not spread the leaks around. Let's right. let's plug those leaks. Exactly. Because I'm also a person that was like, people were like, I want. I don't know Bumblebee the Transformer to show up in this movie I'm like you go on with your bad self go for it dream big buddy <laughs> and those are like almost my favorite ones because yeah. Bumblebee did show up <laughs> but, uh, like, like the posters that people were making uh, of like all these random characters being like everybody who's gonna show up in Spider-Man yes. No Way Home and it's like Batman, Chewbacca yeah those are the theories I want to see not something that's actually going to inhibit my viewing (laughs) of the movie because just imagining like it's cool when our theories are right and it's it's great and it's one of those things that you can't help but think about like my biggest theory throughout all of Hawkeye and I'm still sticking with it is that Eleanor is going to be mad and mask okay um that's my big one I like Uh, that she works for her in the comics so I'm like kind of seems you know she's like talking to kingpin like face to face like she has that power so i'm like i I really think that's like my my big one um Mm -hmm. well you can't help it you're gonna theorize especially when you have this background and stuff 
but just the idea of going into something so so blind just like so jealous (laughs) like if anybody (laughs) got to do that I'm like ah that must have been awesome yeah. Um, but I'm like, okay, you've released the multiverse of trailer or multiverse of madness trailer. Now stop it. I don't yes. want to see anything else. We don't want any, any more content. Like it, you gave us plenty. Like we're good. The please, only person that don't. I want to see at the, uh, premiere is Kevin Feige and Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Like, I keep thinking about how cool it would have been for, for us to not know that Wanda was in it. Yeah like yeah ah, it would have been so cool but also I mean because it's hard because I'm also like okay well you need trailers to get people into the movie but at mm-hmm. this point does Marvel like you're, we're all gonna right. see it nonetheless like things were like solo movies like I think Shang-Chi and Eternals and things where you're like truly introducing a new character yeah yes absolutely but when I think mm-hmm. about things like Endgame where they were literally editing characters into scenes I'm like where did that energy go right where did that energy go I could see lizard space getting kicked Marvel yeah I know that was so bad slicker than that that was so bad my boyfriend pointed out that on like one of the scenes um where Tom is swinging through they forgot to change the eyes on the mask now he knows this because he's insane and like has like all of the masks and all the face shells or whatever something I never would have noticed but he's like look it's Andrew's eyes I'm like why don't you show me that like don't tell me oh but my I god I know Marvel's slicker than this when they were editing Thor to look hot in Endgame <laughs> and then we got there like I know yeah if that Thor can be kept a secret why can't the rest of everything <laughs> I just want to know it's an excellent point though. <laughs> really like, I know you all are slicker than this. What happened? <laughs> no, it's true. And like, just thinking about like the lengths that they'll go to keep secrets. Like I was reading this article about how for like, you know, for, for Vincent D'Onofrio keeping his presence a secret, they would like essentially put like this huge like tent thing over him and like walk him to set to try to like prevent anybody from yes. getting a picture out of him being being in the show of him and his stunt doubles so it's like okay we yeah. know marvel is capable of like completely blindsiding us if they really wanted to so like how so. are these leaks getting <laughs> i know i know and part Ow. of it I'm, I'm like positive that there's a percentage of it that's like planned by like their pr team but I'm also like I completely don't agree. Do Any time that Tom Holland has spoiled something, <laughs> okay, Marvel. I feel like okay. in the beginning, in the beginning, he genuinely did spoil, and then Marvel decided to exploit that even further. I feel like he did one time, and then the yeah. internet blew up, and we're like, it's like, ooh, this is what here's an idea. What else? What else can we do with this? I think the only person I remember watching the um the Eternals uh, press interviews and like Angelina Jolie would just like say something and everyone's like I'm like that's real because there's no way nobody's telling Angelina Jolie to stop saying something. That's, that's true. That's Angelina true. Jolie. Tom on the other hand. <laughs> Tom on the other hand is like, dude, 
like, but like that like, poster reveal for was it Endgame oh, or Infinity I, War? I, and I, I was like, in, yeah, I was like, that's so planned. That's so a lot. Okay, it's like sure, okay, Tom. sure, Tom. It's okay, because it's you, but also okay. <laughs> Well, then also, like, <laughs> I, it made me think of that that one interview where somebody asked um, Haley if if um, there's going to be Young Avengers, and she immediately goes to Kevin Feige, like, <laughs> I'm like, Haley, that was an answer. <laughs> He's like, that was an answer. <laughs> the thing is, like, Kevin Feige just looks at her like, shut up, shut up, <laughs> turn around. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that was... My favorite one is, um, is it Jeremy Renner on Jimmy Fallon? Yes. And they were asking about Yelena. He's like, yeah, who's that? Who? I don't, what? I don't, who? I don't know. Oh. I'm like, that's it. That's how you handle it, period. <laughs> Done. That's just how deny. you don't get fired. Yes. <laughs> just deny at all costs. I think and Haley we- did it with Spider-Man too. She was like, yeah, yeah, that'd be super cool. Yeah. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> And then you have Andrew Garfield, who's like for the last several months has been fighting for his life. Poor man. I was like on Twitter, I'm like, it's okay. They're so mean to you. Don't let them do this. And it's funny because like in the end, it turns out, you know, he was really in the movie. And so he's like, you know, just actively like trying so hard to lie and frustrating. I know. It must have been so frustrating oh that poor man I mean honestly he's probably thinking like I am never getting involved with another movie that comes out at like the same time a Marvel project comes out I think about that all the time with like these people that are getting pulled in from whether it's the past Spider-Man movies or it's the Netflix shows like they have Mm -hmm. never had to deal with something like this yeah something so secretive and so huge like thinking about like the interviews with like Alfred Molina and uh Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. I'm like how are you guys feeling like you guys can't like like this is yeah. not like when you know you were interviewing for Toby's and everybody was like yeah. actually asking you about like what was it like working on set <laughs> no we're yeah. all trying to get answers buddy <laughs> like <laughs> we want answers <laughs> like what did it feel like? Like, how was that so different for like all of these people? And now with um, Vincent D'Onofrio, who will be able to now do press and like, Mm -hmm. as much, like Daredevil didn't like need to do press. (laughs) Like there were no, that they like, there were really no spoilers in Daredevil. Like, yeah, it's It's like they they went to Comic-Con. No, for real. Like they went to Comic-Con a couple of times, I think, but it's not you know it wasn't the same it's level not as like something this massive and mm-mm. people and interviewers willing to do so much to get those answers yeah I'm like it's yeah. freaking wild out here I'm like, give them a break. vultures all of them oh my god I feel so bad all the time I'm like this guy's okay like blink twice if you need help yes. <laughs> Like three times if Kevin Feige's behind the camera threatening you. Yeah, honestly, like all those memes of like uh, Tom Holland right now, like saying that like he's not going to like be Spider-Man or whatever. He doesn't want to or whatever's going on right now. It's just yeah. like Kevin Feige like, hey, what did you say? What did you say? What? <laughs> what was that? That's just how I picture Kevin Feige all the time. 
Yes. Kevin Feige must be the most exhausted man in the world. <laughs> he really must be. <laughs> he really must be. He probably misses the days when it was just like the original six Avengers and that's all right. he had to keep track of. <laughs> oh, man. Big oof, for, big oof for the big Kev. <laughs> Proud of him. He's, he's, he's doing the Lord's work. He's, he's out there. He's... He's working real hard, and but I thanks appreciate for Hawkeye, man. Like I appreciate yes, it. Exactly. Thanks for Hawkeye and giving us something <laughs> yes. so grounded and great. Yeah, you know, if you want to give so us much, so much joy. If you want to like give us a season two, you know, we're not going to say no. Yeah, I don't know. Even just like a we'll return note at the end. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that'd you be fun. Something. <laughs> something. I'm like, I don't even need a post credit scene. I don't even need it. All I want is the Hawkeyes will return. No, but I, I feel like we can we can feel assured knowing that they will definitely come back. I mean in some just, way they have to. They for have sure. to. I mean, even if it's not a season two, if it's just, you know, in different projects, I feel like the the audience reception for this show is definitely it's probably like the best received show since WandaVision in my, from what I've been seeing online. Like, I feel like people like really yeah, did enjoy I think the just show. Because there isn't so much. And I mean, I, I think even with like WandaVision, obviously WandaVision's popularity is pretty much unmatched. Yeah. Nothing has matched WandaVision's popularity aside from maybe Far From Home or uh, No mm-hmm. Way Home. Right. Um, but there was also still that controversy at the controversy at the end of WandaVision of if people liked the finale or not or if they were disappointed by their theories or not as where I feel like Hawkeye has been just this consistent joy like people have Mm -hmm. consistently liked it every episode there hasn't been an episode where they're like eh that was weak like it's just been consistent it may not be like the biggest Mm -hmm. like Marvel project but it stayed the same and I think that's what people are appreciating so much about it is that it knew what it was it stuck to it and it did it really well um and I think that's the most you can ask for um, something absolutely it was strong every single episode I I agree there wasn't a single episode that like disappointed in any shape or form and it definitely like I it'll be interesting to see how like how you know the next round of like Emmys and award shows go like if they're gonna pursue anything yeah, I have with no Hawkeye. idea how they're handling this yeah because it it honestly it, like it definitely is one of the strongest if not the strongest Disney plus show that Marvel's done just because from start to finish like it was just solid there was no weak yeah. spots and and I also feel like part of the thing with WandaVision and its popularity was was all of the theories and that's not what Hawkeye was so it didn't really right. suffer from any of that, like, you know, disappointment or like people feeling sure. like they were misled or anything, yeah. like you, like you were saying. And it's, I mean, and the fact, you know, like, I feel like anything that's like based Christmas time is also just going to be like, just so much fun for everybody to watch. Like accurate. And I also love that. It, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm a Jewish creator who mm-hmm. does celebrate Christmas, but like, mm-hmm. I also really respected the fact that it wasn't like, this is Christmas. Yeah. Hang up your Christmas tree. <laughs> like it was very um, appropriate for the content that it was. Like I yes. felt like they mixed that superhero medium with the Christmas medium. So, so well. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. No, it was, it was great. And I feel like if they do pursue another season, it should be like, I feel like each new season, if they do that, should be like a different holiday. 
So like if season two is like a Halloween yeah. theme season. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would love that. I just, I just want to feel... see what they dress up as. <laughs> exactly. I just want to know. Exactly. exactly like what they can do like with the LARPers and their costumes and like I just oh, want to see Lucky. Back. They were heroes. <laughs> they really were. They really were. They remind I me a little them. bit of of um the 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 three wombats in ant-man in the ant-man movie <laughs> yes oh my gosh perfect analogy i mean honestly there were just so many characters in this show that i was just like oh my god i love them like um even jack um yes. <laughs> in the show the i end. feel like i mean i was pretty much waiting for him to be like bad guy swordsman because like i think a lot of people were like you were sus and i'm like okay but i've heard the yeah. comics like this guy's a bad guy <laughs> like, yeah i was just waiting and then he was just himbo and i was like oh my god i love him <laughs> yes guy. like a guy started getting suspicious when like hawkeye didn't recognize him mm-hmm. because like in the comics the two like partially trained him so i'm like sitting right. there waiting for like clint to be like but he never did um but I really like the direction that they went with him I thought that was like really fun and then you had like um girls and like all of these like LARPer characters like they uh, let alone the Galena and the Echoes and the Kingpin like they treated the other characters so great and they were so much fun and such great additions to the show that I think were opportunities that could have been wasted and they did it and I think that was really special yeah no going back to what we were saying like oh yes lucky 100% lucky (laughs) (laughs) lucky (laughs) but um going back to what we were saying about how there wasn't a character that like undermined or took away from from Clint and Kate's story like everybody who was in this show was there to serve you know their storylines and help push them forward into their you know their their growth and yeah there was just no wasted potential that they didn't push anything or and like any character any storyline too far is just so well executed from start to finish and I'm really sad that it's over yeah I it went by so fast I think though dropping those first two episodes right there at the beginning I just made it go by like I'm like where'd it go where'd it yeah. go because, like, I keep saying, like, oh, it's, like, only six episodes. And my boyfriend was like, yeah, but so is, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I was like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier felt so long. It did. In comparison to Hawkeye. And I don't know if it was just because the tones of the show, like, the tones of Falcon and the Winter Soldier were, of course, much heavier. Right. Um, but, yeah, I was just like, that was the same amount. But one feels like I still, I'll watch episode three. I probably, I rewatch every week. I like rewatched them like four times before the next episode came out so I was in love with the show but um like episode remember like I felt like I would like go to do something while the show was playing I come back and it was over and it's like a 40 minute episode but like just I, it's so high paced and it's so fun that it just goes by like the speed of lightning and you're just like I want more what yeah. happened like it felt like it was supposed to be so much content because we keep saying like or you keep saying, you know, you have this TV series where you have so much more time, but the show just felt like movie length. Yeah. Which is a yeah. good thing in a way, because mm-hmm. it was just that good. But also you're like, oh, when's the next one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, where's more? <laughs> we need more. I'm ready you know, for it to be <laughs> end. Like, I yeah. thought this was going to carry me so much longer, especially because this was definitely my highlight for the year. This was the thing I was looking forward to the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's gone. <laughs> like, 
already in the blink of an eye. I'm like, I'm much like expecting to enjoy this a lot longer. But yeah. we also had the drop of possibly one of the biggest MCU movies in the middle of it too, which I also right. think played a part in it. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely fair. Yeah, it's I I it definitely like I feel like December just having because you know we've had other months this year where we've had like a movie and a show coming out at the same time Mm -hmm. but I feel like just with how great Hawkeye is or how great the the Hawkeye show was and you know this huge movie No Way Home coming out I feel like December just definitely felt just so much quicker and that's part like you know like everything just felt like so much quicker yeah yeah the season at the time of we're recording this literally christmas is in two days i'm like yeah where did the entire year go yes where do you guess i just want to know it was like honestly like once november hit it was just like speed (laughs) yeah Yeah. all of a sudden we have all this new content like um my boyfriend and i were invited to a early screening of the matrix uh resurrections And it was just so funny there because you're, you, we've been so involved in everything Marvel. So mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean you want me to watch the Matrix? <laughs> I was like, is Tom Holland in this? <laughs> is the past Matrix people going to show up? <laughs> this is a multiverse thing. <laughs> Mind you, I've never seen the first three Matrix. So I really had no idea what was going on. Um, love the movie though. It was really fun. <laughs> um, but I'm like, oh, what do you mean you want me to like pause thinking about, and it was literally Tuesday night. So it's like right oh, before wow. the finale of Hawkeye is coming out. Yeah. So I'm like, it's just been so funny because yeah, these months of just every week, something Marvel, you've been so in this Marvel bubble. Like I've mm-hmm. seen so many creators who are like film creators or book creators or whatever it is you can't talk about anything else because there's so much marvel happening you're like okay well if i miss it and it's so funny to just be in this bubble and i love it and i never want to leave i know know. (laughs) and now i have to for a couple months and i'm like what is out there in the world (laughs) like what do you mean uh i know the batman what is like i uncharted tom holland's in that (laughs) yeah although i am excited about that movie but (laughs) he's a variant exactly like there's all these movies but it is funny to like have been in this bubble and now to have such a break from it it's mm-hmm. refreshing but also you're like oh what do I do now <laughs> yeah what do I do yeah like, I used time to, to be like... like a DC yeah outside of Spider-Man I used to be mostly a DC creator mm-hmm. <laughs> Marvel said oh 2021 that will not be an option <laughs> you will have one personality and it will be Marvel <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am excited for those doors to, like to kind of open back up and to get excited about things like the Batman and Uncharted and all of these mm-hmm. new movies coming out but it is crazy that just we've gotten so much um, and it's all been even having my complaints about some of this stuff it's been a dream like to have this much like superhero content like as somebody who grew up yeah. really really loving the comics and the super and never in my mind did I think that we'd get this much superhero content no. Um, no. you know you always talk about like oh this person should have a movie or this person should have a movie and you're like yeah they should all have movies but like oh, let's realistic. now we live in a world where all of these people can have their own movies yep like it's kind of crazy because I've always been an advocate for like the um the x-men 
and like mm-hmm. you're like oh yeah they should all have their own movies and you're like that will never happen yeah we got like six movies this year so <laughs> let's make it happen there's yeah there's, we can do it <laughs> yes yes it's just crazy if, to be living in a world with so much yeah I know so much content and yeah. it's <laughs> I like it's honestly I yeah it like 2012 me seeing the Avengers could never have imagined a world where like like Hawkeye would have his own tv show and it would be like one of my favorite tv shows one of my favorite content pieces that Marvel released in 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 an entire year and it's you know it's very exciting to see you know not only the direction Marvel's going come out in a year alone I know yeah yeah. I'm like I keep forgetting I'm like that was like this year like WandaVision was this year yeah that blows my mind sometimes I'm just like <laughs> yeah we're almost on the There's, one year we anniversary got so, because it feels like so much has happened from it that it's just like wow we fit all that in yeah <laughs> it's crazy. Marvel said all I right you want to see some real speed <laughs> <laughs> they said oh you guys want content (laughs) we can make that happen (laughs) it was funny though to see a post from um a little while ago I was like going through like some really old like stories in my archive on Instagram and I had posted like a schedule for Mm -hmm. the movies coming up and it was like Black Widow was supposed to be released last year yeah (laughs) like all these things that were supposed to be like last year and it's crazy to think how much we've got this year when really it was supposed to be and like who knows what we would have gotten this year or next year and you're just like yeah yeah like how much more content we would have been exposed to by now yeah having given our past two years or whatever it's crazy yeah like we think it's a lot now I know (laughs) I know I know and I do feel like again Hawkeye was like the perfect note to end this year on because it's so grounded Absolutely. and because it's it's not only introducing a new character but it's like based on a character that that we've known for like you know the last 12 years or so and for sure you know writing him and presenting him in a way that like fans can actually appreciate it's just I feel like and you were saying this before like you know this isn't the phase four is really only just begun like we're still we still have a lot to go and I feel like if there was, if I had to pick like a halftime, halftime show, so to speak, yeah, like Hawkeye was like perfect to like get us. That's ready exactly for what this feels like, and it yeah. was such good timing, and it was just such a solid, consistently enjoyable show to watch and to kind of leave this break on. And that's it for this episode of the Phantom Report. Thank you all so much for joining and watching slash listening to us. Thank you so much, Jensen, for joining. You guys, if you're not following her on Instagram or TikTok, make sure you do, especially for you Hawkeye fans, for you Spidey fans. Like her content is so enjoyable to watch. She's Jensen Avenger, and I will link her socials in the description box down below. Jensen, do you have any last minute comments, thoughts, anything that you want to share before we before we sign off? Uh, just thank you so much for having me and that I hope everyone has enjoyed this amazing incredible year of content that we've gotten has a very happy holidays and end of the year um, and I'm just really looking forward to 2022 and thank you for thank you again for joining and yes everybody have a happy holiday a happy new year and we will see you in 2022 bye guys
Yay, bye. Thank you. Thank you.